Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Canadian Cattlemen's Association President Bob Lowe. Also, we'll get an update on Manitoba's potato crop. Up first in today's country comment, Ben Friesen with Schooler Canada will stop by to talk about the expansion of the Winkler Bird Food Facility. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Schooler Canada has expanded its Winkler bird food facility. I got the details from Sunflower Manager Ben Friesen. We've been uh, working on this for many years and, and finally we're bringing it through to, to uh, fruition, I guess. Uh, we had a facility in Winnipeg that we were leasing where we did all our bird food blending. Uh, we would supply the sunflowers from our Winkler facility, bring them there, and then bring other commodities like millets and milos and stuff in there to blend and and uh, put into retail packaging. Uh, we were leasing this facility, and, and we had uh, a number of years ago already purchased a facility uh, on the same yard where we are in Winkler and, and uh, with, with the plans and visions of someday moving this to Winkler, and, and we're doing that now, and, and I think it's going to be really Really good for the community. I think it's good for the for the area. I mean, Schooler wants to make sure that we we put our best foot forward out there and, and want to assure the the growers and everybody that we plan to uh, be buying their sunflowers and as well as some of these other uh, commodities like uh, millets and milos and and we always have some corn and different things that we mix into the bird feed blends. So the uh, Winnipeg facility will that be shut down completely then or? Yeah, the Winnipeg facility, the lease had expired on that, so so we have in fact uh, shut it down. Uh, so we've we've done made made the move. We've got the equipment uh, moved into Winkler at this time. We're uh, we're everybody's working kind of twenty four six right now, trying to get this uh, up and running as quick we we can have as as little downtime as we could possibly have. We had one week of downtime, and we're hoping to be actually running. And packaging here by uh, Monday of this coming week, Monday, Tuesday, this next week. Talk more about uh, you know the types of sunflowers that you uh, that you buy there and um, where those are going then. Well, our, our big big driver for the Winkler sunflower plant has always been the confection sunflowers, and and it will remain to be one of the most important things for us. Uh, the confection sunflowers, of course, all goes into human edible. We we supply roasters both in Canada and the U.S., uh, as well as, as Mexico and, and, and as far as Japan and, and uh, you know, many different countries where we do ship some of the confection sunflowers. Uh, then the other side of it is the black oil sunflowers. We have always purchased black oil. We, we're hoping to expand that even further now, though, and, and increase our production of, of the black oils for the bird food business. The uh, confection business is probably, you know... A, close to as large as we're going to be able to get it grown at this time without making some major expansions. But I think we have some room in our, our strategic plan for the next five years is to grow the bird food business, which will uh, which will require more black oils and, and other commodities. Give us a quick update on, on how the sunflowers are looking, you know, after all this heat and, and rain here this week. Well, the one that I was in, and I just, just happened to come out of a field here right now, they look really fantastic. They had an inch and a half of rain. Uh, the heat is, is great for sunflowers. Um, you know, I'm sure there's, I haven't seen all the fields in Manitoba, so I'm sure there's some that are not as good, but 
the ones that we have seen here in southern Manitoba look really, really good. Just a thought on uh, bird food demand, and uh, if you could comment a little bit more on that and, and what you're seeing there. Well, the, the bird food business is such a tremendously large business in North America. If I, I think quoting the WBFI, I think they're, they're talking about a $5 billion industry. The, uh, during the last, uh, we had planned this shutdown when we thought it would be our slower time of the year with, with the bird food business. Uh, I have to, uh, you know, we all agree that, that the uh, COVID hasn't slowed us down at all. As a matter of fact, it has tremendously increased our demand here over the last month, month and a half. That was Ben Friesen with Schooler Canada talking about the expansion of the Winkler bird food facility. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Schooler Company is expanding its bird food manufacturing facility in Winkler. Last month, the company relocated its Winnipeg bird food operations to its facility in Winkler. The expansion has created six new jobs at the Winkler facility. Schooler Canada purchases both confection sunflowers for human edible snack foods and black oil sunflowers for use in bird feed. About 90% of all sunflowers grown in Canada are grown in Manitoba. Food insecurity is becoming more of a concern in Canada. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois is a professor at Dalhousie University. It's not pretty, to be honest. Uh, right now, Canadians are actually have to deal with a high inflation, food inflation rate, while seeing other prices going down. That's due to uh, increased costs to um, processed foods, to uh, transport food, to retail food. The pressures are absolutely real. Because of COVID, the entire system was affected pretty much at the same time, the same way, which is why uh, food prices are bound to, to go higher. According to a Stats Canada survey conducted in May, almost one in seven Canadians indicated that they lived in a household where there was food insecurity in the past month. Manitoba Pork says the number of cases of PED in 2020 is significantly lower than last year. Janelle Hamlin is manager of Swine Health Programs. We've only seen two cases confirmed in Manitoba this year in 2020. Uh, both are nursery operations, uh, one in, in southeastern Manitoba and one actually in, in the eastern part of the province in that uh, Alma Haddishville area. So both were, um, were quickly biocontained and, and uh, working through the I guess, the process of, of PED on a farm. But absolutely, they were caught quickly and, and full biocontainment was put in, and, and that was early June. There were 82 cases of PED in the province last year. And Manitoba Pulse and soybean growers will have a new executive director later this month. Francois Labelle, who's held the position since 2014, will be retiring from the role effective July 15th. He'll be replaced by Director of Research and Production Daryl Dimitrik who will maintain both positions. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, July 3rd. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get an update on Manitoba's potato crop. Up first, Glendalee Allen Bossler chats with the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Today, Glendalee Allen Vossler gets an update on what's happening in the cattle sector with the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, Bob Lowe. Bob, it's been a couple of weeks now since you and I had a chance to touch base. Bring us up to speed. How are things moving along in the cattle industry today? Oh, well, they're moving along. 
we've got a lot of cattle to get processed. The plants, as near as I know, virtually all across Canada and the U.S. are running at awful close to full capacity. Are you surprised at how quickly they were able to get back up to speed? No, not really. I mean, uh, the uh, preventative measures and that they've put into these plants all over are, well, uh, what do you want to call it? Disaster leads to innovation or something like that. And, And they've made these plants about as safe a place to be as there is. If you don't bring the COVID virus into the plant, it's not going to get there. Now, when we're talking uh, about the slaughter facilities, of course, we did see the slaughter facilities shut down for two weeks, I think is what Cargill ended up being. And that caused a tremendous backlog in the industry. How are producers, how is the feeding industry, how are they dealing with this backlog today? Well, we there's a lot of cattle there. I, I don't think I don't think it's really hit yet the the full impact of the backlog. Um, they're getting ahead of like the good thing is we aren't backing up more cattle, and we're slowly you know slowly whittling away at it. But you, you've got a huge increase in carcass weights, which is a problem all by itself. There's just a whole lot more meat on the market than there was pre-COVID. And when we're talking about this backlog, we're talking uh, around 130,000 animals. In Canada, yeah. And now they're probably, I, I don't know what the actual numbers are now. It wouldn't be that much. Like I say, we are getting ahead, but it's it's going to be a slow process. It's going to take through the summer, at least from everything I read. Now, talk to us a little bit about your own operation, because you run a feedlot out there yourself, right? All of our yearling, like yearling feds, are gone now. The the stuff that was backed up, they're all gone. Um, we're into we're starting to sell calves now, and we're being as aggressive as we can be. But but what the packers seem to be doing is they're 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 bidding on the heaviest cattle first, which is a good thing. I mean, this is this is a really good thing. So if you don't have anything, you know, fifteen hundred pounds or better, they're they're, they're kind of asking you to wait hold off a little bit so you know without saying that in so many words so what what we're actually doing we're just sorting our calf feds and as we get to stuff that's bigger than 1500 pounds we put them up for bids. Bob Lowe is president of the CCA for Golden West I'm Glendale Allen Vossler Thanks, Glenda Lee. Joining us now is Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture with an update on the province's potato crop. The potato crop was uh, planted around uh, April 23rd to 24th. That is the early planting. Uh, the soils were cold and wet, so the planting did not go uh, you know, as uh, fast as uh, people wished. And uh, currently, the stand is pretty good. Planting finished around uh, mid or third week of May. Uh, And uh, the rows are all enclosed in many of the early planted fields. And some of the late planted material is uh, uh, still quite uh, open. 
One of the important things to note is uh, the heat that we have been having uh, this year uh, is uh, leading to some, uh, uh, you can say, heat runners. The uh, tuber initials are changing into uh, new sprouts, and so that is uh, not a good thing. Uh, so irrigation uh, could help, and uh, hopefully the weather cools down a bit. About the acres planted, uh, in the beginning there were some, uh, you know, before the planting had started, we had uh, uh, some cuts in the acres as uh, the demand for the French fries had plummeted uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, but uh, things around, turned around because of the uh, opening up of the economy. And uh, now we are back to almost the same level as uh, before. The final numbers for the acres are still being tallied. Uh, however, it appears it will be uh, close to what we had uh, last year, around 70,000 acres. Uh, it may be plus and minus uh, a couple thousand acres. And uh, Vikram, talk a bit more about... Um soil moisture, the impact of some of these storms we've been seeing here? Okay, uh, in most cases, uh, the soil moisture or the rainfall has been significantly below normal. In the potato growing areas, we have uh, anywhere from 35% of normal to about 60-70% uh, of the normal uh, rainfall, which means the growers have had to uh, run the irrigation uh, systems much earlier than normal. For those who have no irrigation, uh, it may probably be a lot of heat runners uh, this time. The rains which uh, we have experienced in many parts of uh, Manitoba, that is the northwest and the southeast, uh, are generally out of the potato production areas. So we haven't had the, uh, you know, uh, four, five, six inches of uh, rainfall in the potato growing areas. So that is uh, fortunate for the potatoes, but uh, probably for the other guys, it's not a good news. That was Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture giving us an update on the province's potato crop. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The official Manitoba Hunter Safety Course is now available online. You can visit huntercourse.com to register. The Roland 4-H Museum is now open for the summer. Hours are 1 to 4 p.m. Monday to Friday. A webinar in Emerging Trends in Egg and Food takes place July 7th starting at noon. You can register on the CAP website. And a Farmer Appreciation Lunch takes place Tuesday, July 14th at the Plum Coulee Berktaller Church parking lot. A drive through lunch will be served from 11.30 to 1 featuring Danny's Whole Hog. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, we're joined by Janelle Hamlin with Manitoba Pork to give us an update on the number of PED cases so far this year. We've only seen two cases confirmed in Manitoba this year, in 2020. Uh, both are nursery operations. 
uh, one in, in southeastern Manitoba and one actually in, in the eastern part of the province in that uh, Alma-Hattishville area. So uh, both, both were, um, were quickly biocontained and, and uh, working through the, um, I guess, the process of, of PED on a farm. Um, but absolutely, they were caught quickly, and, and full biocontainment was put in, and, and that was early June. So um, here we are knocking on the door of July, and, and we haven't seen anything uh, new come up, which is, is good news, but absolutely keeping a close eye to, um, to make sure that, that things are, are staying that way. Now, the, the cases from last year, are those um, clearing up now? Yes, yeah, we are, we are steadily making um, or heading in the right direction, the good direction for, for elimination from our 2019 cases. Uh, we have, of the 82 cases that were confirmed in 2019, 79 of them have achieved presumptive negative status, which we're very pleased. Uh, two of them are currently at transitional and I believe very, very close to presumptive negative, um, just based on, on their laboratory analysis, which... Um, I think they're getting close to, to completing that uh, required diagnostic testing in order to achieve that presumptive negative status. So uh, we may see those move over uh, very soon. And uh, we do have one remaining finisher operation that, uh, that is still hanging on. And, and though it is considered to be fairly low risk, um, we haven't been able to move that up into a transitional status yet. But uh, definitely keeping a close eye. And, and like I say, haven't seen anything come uh, or linked or related to that. So um, that's really good news. And Janelle, talk a bit about um, spring spring manure application. And um, I see here that uh, notifications are being posted on that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Through our Manitoba Coordinated Disease Response, we've been working with our participating manure applicators to provide updates on when and where manure is going to be spread. Um, so maps are posted up through our MCDR that uh, producers can can view and, and take a look and see where uh, PED manure is is being applied in their area. Um, like any other year, we we we've seen a lot of manure be applied, and and that's part of the the operation of of our sector. And um, I know a lot of extra precautions have been taken by the farms, by the applicators in order to uh, reduce risk. I think we our, our later spring certainly helped to, to mitigate some of that risk that we've seen in the past as it relates to aerosol transmission. So I think that that's uh, helped to play a part as well. But certainly uh, we cannot uh, say enough good things about the, the field work and the uh, on-farm work that producers and, and applicators have taken, the steps they've taken to, to mitigate the risk of, of manure application. So um, big thank you to all of them. That was Janelle Hamblin with Manitoba Pork talking about the PED virus here in Manitoba. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. In this week's crop pest update, Manitoba Agriculture says high levels of grasshopper nymphs have been found in many areas. Armyworms are being found in cereals and forage grasses in the eastern interlake and central regions. Some thistle caterpillars are being noted on soybeans and sunflowers. Manitoba Pork says there has only been two confirmed cases of PED so far this year. There were 82 cases last year. Janelle Hamblin is manager of Swine Health Programs. Of the 82 cases that were confirmed in 2019, 
79 of them have achieved presumptive negative status, which we're very pleased. Two of them are currently at transitional and I believe very, very close to presumptive negative, um, just based on, on their laboratory analysis, which um, I think they're getting close to, to completing that uh, required diagnostic testing in order to achieve that presumptive negative status. We do have one remaining finisher operation that is still hanging on, and, and though it is considered to be fairly low risk, um, we haven't been able to move that up into a transitional status yet. She encourages producers to visit Manitoba Pork's biosecurity webpage. And the COVID-19 pandemic is forcing Canadians to think twice about how they spend their money on food. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois is a professor at Dalhousie University. At the beginning of force, uh, we were all compelled to spend less on food just because we were stuck at home. But now I think as we see more people uh, roaming around, uh, I think people will probably stay home just because they financially have to. Uh, just They just can't afford to spend money at the restaurant or outside a food retailing store. That's the reality a lot of households will face uh, over the next little while. According to a Stats Canada survey conducted in May, almost one in seven Canadians indicated that they lived in a household where there was food insecurity in the past month. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.